Hello! Four! We're on four. We're on four? We did four. Well, we have already done three whole podcasts. That's that's a lot. It is. I'm so proud of us. I've never done three whole anything in my <laughs> life. <laughs> I Yeah, but it's kind of wild to think that we're, we're already on episode four. Yeah. I'm so proud of us for, like, doing something. Four is my favorite number. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't have a favorite number. Because I can't choose anything. Mm. Which actually is a good uh, little segue into our first topic today. (laughs) (laughs) So, if y'all remember, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about how I hate my name. And decided to challenge my friends to give me a new one. So I did that. And uh, through an arduous process of me and everyone else going through fucking lists of baby names ended <laughs> up with the name Katya or Cat for short because that's what everybody else likes. <laughs> because I'm lazy and I only want one simple. It, S- like syllable. Symbol. Syllable. <laughs> it like rolls though. Yeah. Like, it, it does. Just having a short one syllable. Yes. It's nice. And also, but also Katya just like sounds cool, and I like all of the letters in that word. <laughs> yeah, I think it's very fitting also because you know, like you pointed out to me, my family calls me Kitty because there's there's two Kristens in my family, and it's obnoxious to deal with. So we don't use our actual names. So I'm Kitty, and she's Cat, <laughs> Kitty Cat. <laughs> so that's, I think that works and I think it's cute. Yeah. Also our other friend pointed out to me that I am now feral cat. Yeah. Which is also just fitting. Yeah. But anyway, I thought it would be interesting since both of us have changed our names at least socially. Yeah. To kind of talk about what that feels like. Because it's kind of weird. It is. To be honest. It's a little strange. I'm still not... I mean, I changed my name like a week ago. Yeah. So I'm still getting very used to it. I think think we're all kind of adjusting to it. And it'll it'll just... It'll sound more natural the longer we go as well. Because that's what happened when I changed my name. You know, it took a while and I wasn't offended when anybody called me Kristen still. Because, you know, whatever. Cade just fits now. It seems weird to call me anything else. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's weird, like, when we go somewhere and you have to sign something and I watch you sign <laughs> Kristen, and I'm like, that's not your name. What that's are you doing? Not. Or, like, when is. your parents call you Chrissy. Yeah. Like, I'm really used to your parents calling you Kitty. Yeah. Sometimes I call you Kitty because I'm so used to them yeah. calling you that. But, like, <laughs> yeah, every time they use, like, your actual birth name, I'm like, who is that? <laughs> Who, or who I assume they t- they're talking about your sister-in-law. Yeah. And I'm like, what yeah. do you mean? She's not even here. Like, what? Right? <laughs> Who's Kristen? I don't, I don't even know. But that's also what I assume, because, like, I don't really respond to that name anymore. Yeah. Unless somebody calls me Chrissy, which I'm like, okay, I guess that's me. Yeah. But I think, I think our chosen names fit us a lot better. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you, if you are born with a name that you don't like, it should be, you know, your prerogative to change it. Yeah. I just want to interrupt for a second to just throw out there, if you hear this, that's the chair I'm sitting in, so, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) 
No, I was expecting she's, it she's to make like really ass. loud. Listen, if I was ripping ass, I would claim it. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Straight ripping ass. I don't. I don't understand why she's trying to hide it under the guise of a chair. <laughs> Listen, when I'm ripping ass, you'll know. <laughs> I'm trapped in here. <laughs> That's gonna be bad. We have all four dogs in here. <laughs> Oof. We've already been gassed out by the dogs on one podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think it's just going to happen every podcast. Well, because we record after we feed them. Yeah. So that's our fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, I think think it's interesting. I think people should be able to choose their names. Because you should be able to choose how you are presented in this world. Yeah. And other people shouldn't like throw a fit about it I which just to me is kind of funny so when we were like going through lists of names and basically just like got in the group chat and set up a poll and I made everybody vote for their favorites and I tried to call my mom because I was like I feel like my mom should should have a say perhaps and of course she didn't answer her phone because she never answers her phone but then she called me back later after we had already decided on one that I like and she's like, I was like trying to explain, because I've told my mom so many times that I just hate my name, and she's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But so I told her like what we were doing, and she just specifically, she was like, I don't want to pick a new name, that's the one I gave you. <laughs> like, she was so salty about it. <laughs> I think she just couldn't have picked a like less fitting name. Mm-hmm. I'm so the least graceful person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, I've never liked my name, and it was nothing, like, against my parents, but yeah. I was, like, I just, I don't feel like it fits me, and then, you know, my brother got married to another Kristen, and that just made it confusing as fuck, so I was like, alright, I'll just jump ship over here. Here is my opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, like, I just never felt like... I associated with my name. Yeah. Like, and also, I fucking hate so often when I'm interacting with old ladies and they ask me what my name is and I go, oh, it's Grace. And they go, oh, what a pretty name. And then give me some Bible verse. And I'm like, stop. That's why your mom wanted Grace just to torture you for not being Christian. Well, no, (laughs) all of our names were like from fucking John Wayne movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I couldn't tell you which ones are which because I don't remember. I also was supposed to be, my first name was supposed to be Catherine if I had red hair, but I didn't. So they called me Grace Catherine instead. That's so fucked up. So stolen from you. Right. Mm. You ended up being Cat anyway, so. That's what I was trying to tell my mom and I was like, at least it works with my middle name and she was like, Cat Catherine, that sounds stupid because she, I think, was not understanding what I was saying. <laughs> but You're just whatever. going by your middle name's nickname, I guess. Yeah. It's not Cat Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, like, completely eradicating the first name. Yeah. I thought it was funny. It just reminds me of uh, the other night at Binge Night. We were, I was making salad for my mom, or I was like getting the salad for her, and I pulled out like the Dorothy Lynch dressing, and <laughs> Brie was like, "They lynched Dorothy," and I was like, "God, I wish," <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, who's Dorothy?" And I was like, "Me, I'm Dorothy." <laughs> I, know. I just 
like I, I don't I associate Dorothy with you because I know you like your middle name yeah but like I don't know I guess Bree just didn't register it because I caught it right away and was like yeah, nice <laughs> same I mean you know it's hard to remember people's middle names. A lot it is. Of times, it is. Though, I don't. don't like, I don't blame her. Them. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Because it's just like yeah. Although I feel like lynching is not a way that I would want to go. No, I just I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody should be lynched, but you know. We can talk about ways we don't want to die <laughs> on a different spooky podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of spooky podcasts, though, uh, it's spooky month. And we're a week late because we didn't really plan very well. Ooh. Because that's how we are. But we wanted to do some spooky stuff. And maybe, spooky. Yeah. And maybe share some commentary. Um, what What is your favorite part of spooky season? I don't know. I just love all of it. Like yeah. the aesthetic, the colors... Yes. Like, it's all around, like, folklore, which we're going to talk about a little bit more in a different podcast, because mm-hmm. I need to do a little bit more research before we do that. But, like, you know, where all of the tradition... Folklore is just my shit, so w- that we have this whole holiday that's around, like, a lot of pagan bullshit, I'm like, yes! Mm-hmm. Love that. <laughs> like, that we still have this basically huge celebration based on, like, folklore that we don't really do anymore because Christianity ruined everything. Hmm. We can talk about that in a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have many. Write that down, yeah. Actually. How Christianity ruined culture. <laughs> Fucking fight me, Christians. <laughs> Our mom's gonna listen to this one and be like, oh, oh my goodness. No, my mom will go. Oh. Your mom will go. Oh. Yeah. Your mom will just, like, roll her eyes. My mom will just be like, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm so sad. I think my mom's just disappointed when she looks at me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> also, I know my mom listens to this. Hi, mom. I love you. Thank you. I don't think my mom listens to this because she doesn't support me. Hello? Outlook is like, shut the fuck up. I mean, that's fair. I should probably do that. I don't know why anybody's listening to me talk right now. I think I think you're prolific, so I I I would listen. I do listen to the podcast because I don't know it's comforting. I also listen to it, but really just because I edit it. Yeah, I was like, you have to because you're editing it. So I'm getting desensitized to hating my own voice, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very weird yeah. to hear yourself and go, that's alright, that's not bad. Yeah. And We're getting derailed. We always do. Yeah. Anyways, my my favorite part of this t- season is when it starts to be cozy. Yeah. Because I, I find, I don't know, it's kind of a weird sort of comfort, you know, the chilly air and, you know, curling up in a blanket. It's just... I need that comfort right now. Yeah. Because it's wild as it has been for a while. I think another thing is like I don't understand why, but I'm obsessed with like spooky things. So I'm like Same. you know, any like folklore or stories or you know 
I watch horror video games all the time because I can't play them myself because I'm a pansy, but I love the creepy aesthetics and I I don't really find horror movies interesting and maybe that's just because I'm watching the wrong ones. But like they tend to be really cheesy or too gory yeah. and I'm automatically like out of it. Like I I can't deal with the gore. I don't I don't care about it. It's not scary to me. It's more just gross. Right. That's how I feel about it too. There's like just so many there are so many like cultural culturally huge like horror movies that I've just not seen cuz I'm like it's just like gross. Yeah. That's and it's not scary and I'm just like ugh. Yeah. I don't want to watch that. I think that's like why there's you... a tasteful amount of gore. Yeah. And there's like here's the thing. When I, like I read like horror graphic novels, I'm like so drawn in by the disgusting gory art. Mm. But also, they're just so well-written. I think it yeah. balances it out. For one, there's, like, different styles instead of just, like, somebody's arm gets rip- ripped off and <laughs> blood all over. There's just, like, more art to it, I guess. Yeah. And, like, I just love graphic novels in general because I love the art I'm automatically thinking of The Last Halloween, which is absolutely oh my, my favorite. Yes. The monsters in that graphic novel are so creepy and like very interestingly designed i i absolutely love the last halloween i should read it again she's actually um, i think i actually ordered it for myself but her like paperback of it is supposed to come out this month i think (gasps) abby howard i love you She's had that hardcover out for a while, but it was like an Amazon exclusive and it's really expensive. Mm. Which is fair. I just can't afford it. Yeah. But the paperback is supposed to come out soon and I can get it at work. That is And I think I ordered one for myself like months ago. <laughs> we should read it together. Yeah. Also, while we're on horror graphic novels, um, something is killing the children, and I don't remember who the author is, but if you you know, if you look it up you can find it. Also, super good. A lot of Stranger Things vibes. But, like, it's weird that I'm, like, so into that visually. Versus. But, like, slasher films, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. But I think it is a lot to do with, like, the writing. Because the movies tend to be just about, like, jump scares and the gore. Yeah. And there's just, like, you know, there's a trope. They're just that same group of tropes is in every single horror movie. Yeah. But actually, just since I mentioned it a second ago, Stranger Things is also horror that's like yeah. gross but so well done and I'm yeah. so into it. Like the demogorgon is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's very It's like eerie. visceral and like yeah. unsettling. But the writing is so good and the characters are so good. Yeah. And it's not like overridden by those same tropes that we've seen a thousand times mm-hmm. like it's absolutely it's one of my favorites yeah. because you know i was i was just thinking about going back and watching it again because i was just like thinking about stranger things and yeah. how much i adored it and I keep thinking about it too and i'm just like when is the next season gonna happen <laughs> yeah please the kids are gonna be grown up before too long <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it'll be interesting to, like, watch them grow up in the show as well and, like, their characters grow along with them. I think that that it would be very interesting. And also, I just... 
I want to it reiterate or I want to talk about how hard it is to set up an eerie feeling and make it work. Yeah. Like there there are video games that <clears throat> sorry. There are video games that set it up really well. Like um recently there was I watched like the the Blair Witch or it was something like like that. It was like the Blair Witch but like a video game. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty good. It just had like an unsettling feeling. There was I don't think there was any like jump scares. It was just very unsettling and like unsettling visuals and things like that and I really appreciate that. And I think it, it's very hard to set that up without just, you know, gore and jump scares and things that don't really... Like, jump scares get me. Like, that's fine. But it only gets me for so long. Yeah. Well, and after a while, you start to expect it. Like, you kind of find the theme of, Mm -hmm. like, like, whatever you're watching and you're like, okay, it's gonna be here. Yeah. And I think that's another reason why I really, really like the paranormal aspect of movies that have been coming out recently. There's, you know, been Annabelle and Paranormal Activity and more things like Insidious and, you know, creepy shit like that instead of, you know, slasher movies. Like, I never I never saw Saw and I never really had the desire to because I just you know I know what it is and I'm like that's psychologically very freaky I I get it but I'm just like "Mm." I I just I can't deal with that and still enjoy it yeah so here's what like I feel like your horror movie isn't actually that good if they parodied it in scary movie hmm like not to say that all of the movies that they've parodied are like horrible necessarily, but like just because you could they could take like all of the tropes from those movies and put them in scary movie movies and like completely tear it apart so easily. Yeah. I like again, yeah. not to say that all of the movies that were have been parodied in scary movie are like bad necessarily. And I understand that a lot of people enjoy them. And then it's nostalgic for a lot of people. I just have never been into them. Yeah. But I feel like it it just... It points out, like, how... Why it didn't work. Formulaic all of those movies are. Yeah. Which also isn't necessarily a bad thing. There are plenty of things that I consume that are, like, to a formula. (laughs) Like, fucking Zelda. I will play every Zelda game for the rest of time, even though they're all basically the same thing. Right. And still enjoy it. So, like, you know... I think um, that there's something to be said about the artwork and... I was thinking that too, because I was thinking about um, Bendy. I was also, I was thinking about Siren Head, which is like, it's, it's kind of like the new Slender Man, whatever, yeah. but it was designed by a, a character creature designer, and forgive me, I don't know his Twitter handle, but... <clears throat> but you can probably, you know, find him on Twitter, search Siren Head, you know. It's so very creepy and atmospheric. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very... I think it's underappreciated. I agree. 
in a lot of different things. Like, like I've seen character concepts for like The Last of Us and other things that are, you know, meant to be creepy and, you know, they, they really get it across very well. Like the clickers in The Last of Us, horrifying. Absolutely well, horrifying. And that just is another thing that it's like... The clickers don't even, like, look scary, Mm-mm. but, like, you but hear that sound, scary. and you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking about, like, in terms of the style, I was thinking about Bendy, even though, um, you know, we played it, we played Bendy and the Ink Machine together for Binge Night last mm-hmm. year, um, and even though we all kind of agreed the ending was, like, not great. Eh, yeah. <laughs> and even though it still uses a lot of those, like, it uses a lot of jump scares. Yeah. But it also had an but atmosphere. It, like, the style is... I was so drawn into the, the game. The reason that I wanted beautiful. to play it, it was because of the style. Yeah. And, like, also because of that game. Not entirely because of that game, because I think there's, like, a little bit of... The style played into it, and that's why it worked so well for them. But every time I see, like, a classic Mickey Mouse, I'm like... Oh. <laughs> it's kind of unsettling, yeah. yeah. But, like, I still... I really enjoyed that game. I loved walking around. Like, it was very suspenseful, because pretty much the whole game is, like, very quiet, and you're mm-hmm. just sort of walking around talking to yourself, like, looking for toys and shit around... <laughs> looking for cans of... Was it, was it beans, or was it, like... I think it was soup. It was soup. Looking was, for cans of soup. Bacon soup. Bacon, bacon soup! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just every time we'd see a can. Soap! 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 Also, not to spoil anything, I'm not gonna ruin anything, but like when you meet Boris and you're just immediately worried. Yeah. All the time. As soon as you find Boris, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. What's gonna happen? (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a lot of foreshadowing and I think I think it did pretty well you know, the end the, was the just like only, weird and uh, yeah. The only thing is that the end kind of threw me off. Yeah, the final was boss it. was like really underwhelming because there's the boss right before that. I'm not going to say who it is, the but boss the boss right, right before, before that. that is God, so we spent fucking hours. I swear to God, trying to so beat him. Fucking it was arduous. Miserable. <laughs> it was and bad. then we got to the final boss and it was like, that's it. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then really? the end cutscene was just really confusing. Yeah. I think there's... We found out that there's supposed to be more, but I don't know, like, what is happening with that. I haven't looked it up in quite a while. Yeah. But anyway. Like, despite the fact that in the end the game was kind of disappointing, I still, like, really enjoyed it <laughs> be- because of the style and, like, the atmosphere that it gives. Yeah. And it's not even, like... Well, certain parts of it, I guess, as you get deeper and deeper into it, it but it's not, like, real dark... Yeah. Like, when you first go in, it's, like, all very bright and pretty, not real colorful, but all it's, like, really bright. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, yellow tones and, like, the the solid cell-shaded lines yeah. really kind of made everything kind of stand out. Yeah. It's a very pretty game. I will absolutely give it that. And I love, I really like the designs of everybody. Yeah. I love Boris so much. Yeah. <laughs> you have your little over. plushie of I Boris. I found, like, my little Boris plushie so he would watch us play the game. <laughs> yeah. And then he got very sad. Yeah. But I think, I think it's, it's underrated the 
amount of design that it takes to make atmospheric, scary things happen without gore or jump scares. Like, I'm thinking specifically of, like, character creature design. Mm -hmm. Like, Pan's Labyrinth is a very famous one for a very... We should watch that. It's on Netflix. We should. It's it's very famous for a very good reason. Mm -hmm. It it it's absolutely disturbing to look at. Yeah. And I think like going from gore to like body horror yeah. is so much more visceral for me. Yeah. You know, it just like it's very much more disturbing. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's another reason that for me at least like horror on a page is more enjoyable because while it, you're, it's depicting gore, it's not, like, blood splattering everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, like, puddles of blood and, like, spray and It's not whatever. overdone. Yeah, but, like, you see the, like... Like, I'm thinking just of um, something is killing the children, because I read it recently. There's, like, pretty early on, you just, like... The, one of the main characters walks into the woods after his friends and sees that his one of his friends was literally like torn in pieces mm. and it's just like his torso and like shit trailing out behind him and it's fucking unsettling and mm. gross mm. but it's just one of those things where it's, where like, it's like oh but that like it's you. almost more feels like body horror yeah like mutilation I guess rather than like gore yeah I wonder why that is. I can't really pinpoint it, but I get what you're talking about, because... It also might just be one of those, like, car crash, train wreck situations, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know, every the time... The scene is over, so you're just kind of, like, witnessing the yeah. A- aftermath. Yeah. Whereas, like, in slasher films, you sort of see it happen, but it also, you don't focus on it. Yeah. It's just, like, you know, somebody gets cut in half or, you know... And you just sort of see it, and there's, like, blood spray or, like, a puddle or whatever. And uh, then it's, like, you move on. Your living character is running away. Yeah. Versus, like, when you see it on a page, you can just stare at it mm-hmm. for as long as your brain is stuck there. <laughs> yeah. And while we're on the subject of Gorn, I am such a fan of Hellboy. I love Hellboy to death. I've only watched the movies. I need to read the comics. I know... But when the recent movie came out, I was so excited. It happened around my birthday. It was, you know, like a birthday present for me specifically because I just, I love the story of Hellboy. But I was Holy shit, that quite, was last year. Yes. <laughs> I, I was, was like, we didn't do anything for your birthday. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> no, it was last year. I just like, God, this year is so goddamn long. Anyway, yeah. sorry. But um, I was very disappointed because I wasn't as into the second one. And I think what took me out of it was the amount of gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there were parts, like, towards the end where people were just getting, like, torn apart. Yeah, it was and just... it was just, like, gross. Yeah, I was just, like... They... The first few movies, they did all of, like, the creature design with, like, costumes. They had, like the dogs the demon dogs were costumes yeah. and i that was I just, so creepy i remember settling watching like a whatever on fx or whoever owns hellboy movies now mm-hmm. um 
you know, when they would, like, play it on TV and then they'd show, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff in between. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, like, watching it and learning that Abe's costume was, like, 150 pieces. Yeah. And it would take them, like, hours to do his costume and makeup every time. It's so Like, that's so wild. fucking cool. <laughs> it's so wild and so cool. And something that I worry about with, you know, them, you know, advancing animation and things like that, I worry that costume design will disappear because I think there's something that is very real and I don't know, it's kind of it's more intricate yeah. to me. Well and it's with such costume like design. A, a, an incredibly underrated art mm. form. Yeah. Honestly. Like even I was um I was looking through some of my mom's old pictures the other day and I found one I actually remember when he did this when my oldest brother was in high school and he did, um, like, zombie makeup for Halloween. Nice. And I found a picture of it, and it, like, the makeup that he did just made it look like he didn't have any eyeballs. Like, he just had empty eye sockets. That's awesome. It was so fucking cool. And I remember when he did that, because he did, like, the face makeup at home, and he had practiced it a couple times. I think he might have had one of his other theater friends help him with it. I don't remember, because I was pretty little. But I remember, like, he told me what he was going to do, and I was like, that's fucking cool. And then... <laughs> Um, he, sh- like, came out of his room with it all done and, like, looked at me and I was like, oh my god, dude, <laughs> sick. <laughs> that's fucking Like, terrifying. I just remember when he did that and then I found the pictures and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> See, I think... But, like, it's so cool. It's... It's so cool that you can, with fucking, basically, face paint and latex, make it look like you don't have any eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> I think that's so amazing. And, um... Another thing about it is CGI is getting very advanced, but I am still able to pick out yeah. what is CGI yeah. and what isn't. So I think that my focus on trying to pick out what is CGI kind of takes me out of like the fact that this is, you know, spooky monster and that's one of the things that bringing it back to Godzilla that um, when the 2014 movie came out, I was sad that it was no longer a person in a suit, even though yeah. the animation looks really fucking good. Yeah. And I love it so much. Like, his design is really awesome, and it's so cool, and I, I'm i not upset about it, really, but, like, I was sad that they had finally moved away from a person in a suit. Yeah. Because even though they're kind of goofy, those suits are so fucking cool. Yeah. They're iconic, honestly. Just... And, like, the, like attention to detail and everything that (laughs) goes into building all of those suits and like the way that they function and like how much power the actor has even though you cannot see them at all Mm -hmm. like it's so cool to me and it bums me out a little bit that that's not a thing anymore it's understandable it's just it's iconic honestly you think about you know the creature from the black lagoon and things like that but they were honestly they were driving the horror industry, you know, just... Or even outside of horror, like, the... You know, I'm... Everybody's gonna hate me. I don't really care about Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) But... I will say that, like, the costume effects in the first trilogy are, like, still hold up. Yeah. Like, they're really cool. (laughs) Yeah, they are. The, um... I remember a certain scene in, I think it was the prequels, 
and they were just you know in a bar area and it, there was uh, it was like one of those specials on TV where they had like little facts at the bottom mm-hmm. or whatever and during this scene they said at the the bottom is like they had many other costumes from other movies just like in the crowd to differentiate like all of the different species and i just i remember seeing this little this little adorable like bat character and i was like that's it that is my favorite star wars character ever hello this, what movie is that from this, because this, i need to watch it. <laughs> this little tiny like bat-faced person and i was like this is this is my favorite this will always be my favorite and i'm like i just i need more costume design and creature design to be what is the word for it practical no it's like it's not cgi yeah i don't know the word that i'm looking for but you know prosthetic yeah prosthetics and well here if um covid doesn't completely destroy the theater industry then it'll be fine Also, yeah. like, watching that shit live is so fun. I, um, a few months ago, before COVID happened, um, so my aforementioned brother is, he works in theater, that is his living, and he, he does basically a little bit of everything, but he works at a nice dinner theater about an hour away from here, and so every once in a while he can get us comp tickets to some of the shows, and, um, I took Emily to see, um, Jekyll and Hyde the musical <laughs> which was really fucking awesome but I just remember specifically one scene because he was like talking to me beforehand and he's like it's like really gory and it's really fun which gory on stage is not the same at all as gory in movies in movies, and it's to me so much more fun <laughs> um, but I just remember he came and talked to us after the show and he's like which death was your favorite <laughs> just like, the way that they set that stuff up to make it, like, to get the point across is so creative and so fun, but um, a lot of the ones that they did where Mr. Hyde was going around town just, like, in a montage murdering people, they had, like, set up screens so you could see their silhouettes and you could just watch him rip pieces out of people. That's cool. For, in, like, the silhouettes, and there was one specifically, though, that was not behind a screen where he, like, ripped out somebody's jugular, and it was, like, so graphic, and I was just like, oh my god, it's so cool that they did that on stage! (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I love that kind of shit, and I need it to stick around. Yeah. And I I understand that they are different mediums, and so they can do different things, and they do, but I think it would be cool if um, film every once in a while would do things a little quote-unquote old school. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it would work well. Well, like, CGI is really cool, but also prosthetics are really cool. Yeah. And fostering both of those art forms, I think, is important and should happen. Yeah, I think that they they should work hand-in-hand, honestly. They, you know... Like, with Godzilla, I'm just thinking about Godzilla. Like, they had people in suits, but they were just, you know... CGI, so they took references from their facial expressions and their, you know, yeah. and I think that's that's kind of working, you know, hand in hand with. Yeah. Or I'm even thinking about like Jurassic Park. Yeah. The first movie 
Those was like puppets, I, I remember everybody you know years later being like holy shit this movie like really holds up and then coming to find out that all of the dinosaurs are either suits or robots yes like yes. there was very like little to no cgi in that movie and if you look up the velociraptor suits they are so cool yes i yes, want to play in one yes, honestly yes um I remember going to the Denver Museum when I was a little bit younger, and this was before our science trip, and they had, like, there was, like, a traveling thing. They had people in dinosaur costumes, and they looked so fucking cool. They looked so amazing, and they just, you know, would move, like, puppets and... They had they have like the the leggings that are just like blacked out, so you know it helps with the visuals. And I just think those are so amazing. Right. A couple of years ago, I saw someone make a similar costume like that, but it was cardboard. It was like a cardboard velociraptor, yeah, and it was so do that too, awesome. Where, like they build it basically out of cardboard and like craft foam. Mm-hmm. It's so creative. I've seen people do that with Godzilla suits too. It's amazing. Uh, it's so fucking cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Seriously, go look up those Velociraptor suits because they're, they're so, so cool. Good. I would love to play in one of those suits. Same. I think it would be so fun. I think it would be great to chase children down the street with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that that would be such a great job, just like interacting with kids as a Velociraptor. Right. You know. Oh, that'd be sick. Right. So we've managed to ramble on about horror media for 40 minutes. Yeah. But we were also intending today to talk about, um, as it is spooky season, our personal um, paranormal experiences. So I feel like we should start off with the experience that we both had together. Yeah. Um, And with Emily. Yes. So we had, like... We've like met. Summer. We've talked about before how there's nothing to do in this town besides get high, drunk, or pregnant, and we're not really down for that. So um, we used around. to drive around a lot, but we would go park in parking lots at night, and, and then get cops would yell at us. So we would have to go and find <laughs> other places to be. And so one night we decided just to like raid a gas station, get a bunch of snacks, and. <laughs> Just Somebody stinking you out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's trout. Oof. Stinky. Oh my god. Good job pointing your butt that way, trout. Oh, You're such a worse. bro. I hate you. <laughs> but anyway, so we like took a bunch of snacks and took my old grandma car and just like parked in the middle of fucking nowhere. And for a while, it was just like so serene and peaceful. It, it was, was like nice. clear skies above us, but also like few miles away we could see this like awesome thunderstorm going on mm-hmm. you remember it was so like we're just like sitting black. on the hood of my car and like looking at the stars and then watching the lightning and, and eating snacks and talking and it was it was very peaceful and, and it nice just, it got quiet you know we're just hanging out there was just a lull the in the conversation and then all randomly out of nowhere so we like parked specifically just like in the middle of nowhere so that there was not like like there was pollution no like we weren't like houses in somebody's house or whatever which is easy to do because we live in wyoming which you know you drive a couple miles so we're just out. in the middle of a field yeah. like miles away from anybody's house and we just hear first it was like two footsteps heavy footsteps 
that just appeared out just, of nowhere. It's like, just you know, imagine, like, your large dad walking around in his steel-toe work boots in the gravel. Yeah. But just, just crunch, like, crunch. real loud, too. <laughs> and then what I Some can only describe is the sound growl. of, like, I don't know, a small animal being hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all just like, did you hear that? What the fuck was that? The atmosphere immediately, it just immediately went changed. from being like calm to being like what the, oh, fuck, what the fuck was just that? Just that sort of sense of dread that you're like something. The weirdest thing about it is just all of us at the same time just our fight or flight was just activated. We all just like immediately climbed in the car and we were like, just nope. like nope. And mm-hmm. I even I tried to because I'm that white person. I like, tried to like point tried to point my car. headlights and like drive forward a little bit to see if we could see anything. There's there was just nothing, nothing there. Just absolutely nothing. nothing. And so we drove back to the house and sat with the lights on. And And we were just like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah. We all just sat there discussing what the fuck it could be. Just, like, trying to think about it. is, like, maybe an owl picked up, like, a kitten. But I still, like, that would only explain the, like, animal sound. Yeah. But not the heavy stomping on gravel (laughs) sound. Yeah. And it just was, like... The fact that it was like the like two footsteps. Yeah. It wasn't like we heard somebody walking Walk across up. the field. It no, was like it was two footsteps just two and footsteps then like right in front of us almost. Yeah. And we couldn't see that far, so it was just two footsteps, some screeching noise. I don't even remember what it sounds like anymore, but it was just like high pitched and I was like, was this like a bobcat? I don't wait. But it just was like, because we didn't hear it, like, approach or leave, whatever it was. It just was bizarre. And I'm, like, I'm very skeptical about, you know, ghosts and just any of anything. I'm sure that there has to be some kind of explanation for it, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck it was. And I think that's why it was unsettling, is none of us had a valid explanation that fit. So, you know, we were like, uh... It's another, like, profoundly unsettling thing that just had no explanation. Um, I didn't write this one down because I didn't think about it till just now. Do you remember when Emily and I drove to Albin in the middle of the night? Yes. So, it was, like... <laughs> another famous We story. were looking at... Uh, so, Albin is, like, one of those towns. It's, like, an hour town. or so away from where we are. And, um... I think we had seen, like an ad in the paper for like renting a house there for super cheap and we're like fuck it let's drive over there and like see if we can find the house just for giggles and so it's like late at night and she and I just like decided to drive there and we're driving around the town it's one of those towns that has like three people yeah like literally probably a population of like 50 people Uh, so we're like it's like a main street and then like a couple of other side neighborhood streets so we're just driving around like looking at it why not there was this like whatever like i don't know grain silo or whatever the hell looked to be abandoned i don't know but we could see it from the highways we drove in and we're like huh that looks weird i don't want to go over there just something about that thing don't feel right but so we're driving around like looking at the houses and pointing at oh this looks like shit. That one's kind of cute. It's like a witch cottage. That one's falling down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just going around and we're like looking at houses and whatever, just driving. And then suddenly we both like turn to the right and go, oh my god, it's right there! <laughs> like 
<laughs> right next to this fucking silo, like, whatever the building that it used to be attached to is, like, gone. But we just both, like, noticed that we were on, like, in front of it on the street, and we're like, oh my god. And I just, Emily was driving, and we're like, we have to leave. <laughs> we have to go my night out. We have to, you need to drive us away from this thing. I don't know what is wrong with it, but it's wrong. <laughs> Something but it just is, is wrong. like, weird, um... And we, like, joked about it for a while to see if we should, like, tell you about it <laughs> or not, and then see if we could get you to come there with us and see if you had a similar experience, and oh, then we just never shit. ended up doing it. Hmm. Or, like, to see if we if we went during the day, if it ha- would have that same effect. Hmm. But it just was, like, weird that we both just sort of saw it, and it wasn't even, like, decrepit or gross. It's just, like, you, you know, you drive you by just, like, small towns and you see them, hmm. like, any other, like, silo whatever but just like we both saw it and we're like something about that thing just ain't right it just ain't right and then the closer we got to it like the more unsettling it was it just was like oh mm. god what the fuck yeah this thing is like Ugh. i remember sometimes you know we were kids just it, during the summer we would just during the middle of the night we'd just like go out in a group mm-hmm. and um we would go up to the church up on the hill over there, and Emily had this like a similar feeling, and I I really started to feel it as well when you know we were just you know at the church at night. It's just like, you know what, I'm uncomfy. Yeah, you know, it's just like you feel it, and yeah. there was you just kind of look at your friend and you're like are you uncomfortable too? And they're like, yeah, I have been. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that confirms it. We can, we can leave now. There was like, there's a church in in my parents' neighborhood too that's like a block or two away from their house that, um, I had been in the building before and it's, I don't remember what like faction it is. Um, but I'd been in there before because they would have like, the doors open whenever when we'd be wandering around as kids around the neighborhood and they'd have like whatever event going on so sometimes we'd go in and check it out and it'd be whatever so like the building itself was fine but the playground which has since been torn down and rebuilt Mm. was just like sketchy as fuck yeah it wasn't even like falling apart it just had it like it was old but it was all like metal, so it wasn't like you know wood splintering and falling apart. But like you'd go in there and it'd be like, this just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I don't want to be in this playground anymore. Like, <laughs> like you'd ride by it on your bike and be like, ugh, mm-hmm. that place, something's up there. Something's, something's wrong there. That's how I feel sometimes when I drive past the church, um, in the middle of town or the middle of downtown. Apparently, this church is famous in Cheyenne for burying a person in the walls. the one that's got... uh, So, basically, the story behind it is when they were building... I think he's in the bell tower. When they were building the bell tower, somebody fell in it, and he died, and they just covered him up with cement. Or with concrete. Yeah. So, there's just, like, a a guy in the wall of the church... There's a lot of... We should get one of those, uh, like, books that's, like, haunted downtown or something yeah. and just, There's like, just read a it lot of shit. Because that would be fun. Yeah. We can do that for a different one. <gasps> Yay. We have a lot of spooky ideas. All of our spooky podcasts are just going to be really long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just... We love 
spooky time. It's just, it's... There's not enough. I keep telling everybody, and I've repeated this to you and everybody so many times, that Christmas should just be cancelled this year and we get to have three months of Halloween. <laughs> like... I'm I'm okay with, like, two months of Halloween. I need just a little bit of, like, sweet, cozy mm-hmm. comfort, you know? As soon as it starts to snow, I'm like, you know... Snow is also very eerie, if you think about it. Yeah, it's almost it's like so a mist. Quiet. It's so quiet because it just absorbs all the sound. So mm-hmm. like you're out there in the snow and you just can't hear a damn thing. Snow can also be creepy. Like we can we can a do. A lot of times I find it very relaxing. Yeah, we can like, do Christmas, but creepy. Like like Krampus. Christmas in the olden times when you used to yes. tell ghost stories and stuff. Yes, we that would find be fun. Some, like, classic Christmas ghost stories. That used to be like a thing, yeah. And the only one that's really like well known anymore is um, fucking Scrooge. Mm, yeah. Uh, what is the actual story called? Like, <laughs> I think of it. You know the one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Charles Dickens. Yeah. That, I just that's all I can think of. I'm like Charles Dickens. Why can't I think of what the actual fucking story is called? Who knows? Who knows what it's called? Brain machine broke. Yeah. But we but, should we should do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Spooky Christmas. Yeah, I'd be game for that. What <gasps> other spooky experiences do you have? I, um, this is just like personal. I think that the only really spooky thing that I have is just kind of like psychological. Um, after my uncle passed, I I was very close with this uncle. I loved him dearly. He was living with us for a while and he he went to California and kind of repaired things with his family and he passed away promptly <laughs> after so my brain did not really register that he had passed for a long time after I would have dreams with the same theme they weren't necessarily the exact same dreams but they always had the same thing that he had just left us and didn't actually die it was just that he didn't want to be part of the family anymore and that he just abandoned us (laughs) And it just, it it kept going on and on and to the point where I would wake up and I would be like, did that happen? Is, is Mike, is Mikey coming back? What? I was very, very confused for a long time. And another thing that kind of ties in with that is after he passed, um, he used to wear very specific cologne which was very easy to identify and just around the house after he passed I would smell cigarette smoke and his cologne he was the only one who smoked here because you know my parents can't and I would just you know walk through a cloud of it it seemed and it would just his very specific scent would be there and there was just no explanation for it like no one in our house smokes and we don't have items from you know him because they were all with him so you know you would just walk into these certain clouds and you would just be like oh 
that just brings back a visceral memory of this person that's not here anymore. And I don't know if it was, like, my brain trying to, like, figure it out, really, or just, like, cope with it, but my mom and I both had experienced that. Just several instances where we had both smelled it at the same time, and we were like, do you do you smell Mikey's cologne? Like, it's, like, right here. We don't have that anymore. It's been years. What the hell is this? I think that's just, you know, it's either our brains trying to comfort us or something that I can't really explain. Well, and especially, like, I feel like when it happens just to you, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's probably just, like, my brain, brain playing tricks on you. But as soon as there's somebody else in the room going, well, hold up, did you see that? Did yeah. you spell that? Whatever. Then there's it's just like, like, wait a minute, you mean that was real? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, confirmation in which you're just like, what the actual hell just happened? Right. Oh, ooh, I have a really good one. This also has to do with kind of sad death, but... Uh, my dad told me a very heartwarming story of when my grandpa passed, I was like in the fourth grade and he was, he was the last grandfather that I had because we didn't have many grand people left. And, um, after he passed, my dad told me that he had had a dream because there was a lot of turmoil in our lives when he passed like my mom was you know really sick and you know my brother and my dad have always kind of been at odds and my brother er, and my dad was having trouble dealing with all of my grandpa's stuff and my dad told me that he was kind of in and out of sleep and he had a dream that his father sat on the end of his bed and looked at him and said, it's going to be okay. That's it. stories from my dad. That's it. And, you know, he just, he woke up and just that simple message was like, okay, we're, we're going to make, make it through it. Yeah, I have similar stories from my dad. So he was very, very close to his dad. And I don't really remember my grandpa because he died of cancer when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. And they had, um, they used to live here, but they moved to Washington because the air was better for his last couple of years. But anyway, uh, so several years ago, my dad had a really, really bad motorcycle accident. Uh, he was driving out on a dirt road and a car in front of him like braked very suddenly. And he basically was like, he either had to swerve off the road into the ditch or run into the back of this car and die. So he swerved off the road and just completely destroyed his bike. He was in the hospital for quite a while. He couldn't work for quite a while after that. He still even has like lasting effects. He went deaf in one ear because of it and stuff. But I remember him talking about how he, when he was in the hospital, he had told my mom about this and he had said, I don't know if I dreamed this or if it actually happened because I was so messed up when I actually had the accident, but I could swear that I felt myself being lifted off my bike. And if I had crashed to the ground with the bike, I would not still be here. And he swears that 
it must have been his dad who had pulled him off the bike and thrown him on the ground. But he's also along the lines with the dreams. He, he I think, still has many of these dreams where his dad just comes and visits him and they just, like, you know, sit out on the porch or whatever and just, like, talk about life. That's so sweet. And they'll, you know, my dad will be like, he'll he'll ask about you kids and how your mom's doing and uh, before his mom passed, ask about grandma and whatever, which is like one of those things where it's like, is this just, you know, your psyche producing this thing because you just miss him so much Mm -hmm. or is like this genuine, like who knows? Yeah. Well, there's really no way to prove it, you know? I think I'm not religious but i do think that there are forces that i don't understand i think that's that's okay i don't think i meant to understand it yeah. honestly that's something that's an interesting conversation i think as an atheist because a lot of religion is about like i need to have the answers and so this book tells me the answers and mm-hmm. there's a lot of religion that we can go into on a different day but um So when you're having a conversation with somebody who is religious and they're like, well, if if God doesn't exist, then why is this? Why is this? Where did we come from? What are we? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have to know. Yeah. You don't have to know either. I don't think that's the point. Like, why aren't you comfortable just accepting the fact that you don't know? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's... I think it's important to be able to do that until you can, you know, produce a a definitive, provable answer to a question. It's totally okay to say I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And just to be like, is this, you know, are ghosts real? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I like to believe they are because I think that'd be cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, um along the lines of another story from a family member during a traumatic experience is there was a very difficult period of time when my mom was very very sick and we got her to go to the ER and I you know they're wheeling her like into the ambulance and into the ER and I'm just kind of sitting there on the sidelines and this was recently after her mom had passed and it was like she was just talking to her specifically because i heard her say oh mom it's okay you know or she no she she asked her mom for help and that's what disturbed me a lot she was calling for help and it seemed like she was answered like she was just having a full conversation with a person that wasn't there and again i don't know if it's like part of the trauma or your 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 brain just kind of trying to work with that or make sense of things or comfort yourself but it's unsettling to see that you know well that makes me think of um a few months ago when you just happened to catch your mom taking her fucking oxygen off and she was like about to pass out and you got her to like sit up and put it back on but she was talking about how your uncle had called her yes yeah she it's very scary and then to she also thought see. bella was chica yeah well th- and that's what happens mm-hmm. when your brain is deprived of oxygen is it you know make some shit up and you know it's scary to deal with that 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 is real scary yeah 
<laughs> it's like really unsettling to mm-hmm. just look at a person and be like, you are talking about people who are not alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As if they were in the room with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't <laughs> or like that connection or whatever. to yeah. the the underworld there. Hun. You gotta reel back a little bit. <laughs> so there so. was one more that I wanted to talk about. Um, Go on. I have a couple, but this one in particular. So I went to a Catholic middle or um, elementary school that had been a Catholic high school for a long time. Essentially, the building when I was in it had they're in a new building now. Lucky for them, but the building when I was in it had pretty much been condemned for like several years before we actually moved out of it. Fun fact: my mom went to the same school. That's how fucking old it was. Yeah, uh, my my grandma actually taught there. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. And my aunt went there. But anyway, yeah, it's ancient. We didn't have nuns teaching there. I don't know if there are nuns here anymore. Um, But the convent was still there. But the convent was condemned, like, officially, legally. Um, And so the doors were all locked. But the, the way that the property was set up was basically you had the school kind of in, like, an L shape on one side. And then you had the playground. It was in, like, a big square lot. And then the convent was like making that other wall so you couldn't really see like the street from the playground except for from just a couple of small areas of fence so we would play around the convent a lot and it was the back of the building so there was kind of like a little back porch um area so we'd go sit on the stairs or whatever and peek in the windows and look at all the spooky furniture and everybody would swear up and down that they could see stuff moving in there which was probably just little kids mm-hmm. and in the same way that there was a door on one end on one end of the building that didn't have a doorknob on it anymore had been cut off and sealed but like you know everybody would have their own personal experience of if you knocked on the door somebody will knock back whatever <laughs> which that one was probably a bunch of horseshit yeah but an experience that i remember having and this may have been a dream i was little i think in like first or second grade may have been a dream but i'm pretty sure it wasn't but i remember hanging out with one of my friends and we were sitting on the stairs on the porch and there was like a screen door and we're just sitting there hanging out chatting and these two women walk out of the screen door and they i remember because they asked us to move because we were sitting on in the way on the stairs and we like you know we're little kids we didn't really think anything of it i didn't realize until many years later that they were dressed in like period clothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um because i could still remember you know like bonnets and the big bustle or whatever the big skirts and stuff and like it just as you know eight-year-olds or however old we were like that's weird I thought we weren't supposed to go in there and I remember like going in after recess and like telling our teacher we saw a couple ladies come out of the convent and she was like people what are you talking about people can't go in there like yeah there's these ladies that were like they came out of the convent and then they like just walked out through the gate the playground who are those ladies like what are they doing here you know just a little kid questions like why are these ladies here (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and the teacher's like no. <laughs> Quit making up stories. Like, nobody can go in there. It's all locked off. Like, nobody has the keys. You can't get into that building. It's condemned. Nobody can go in there. And we're just like... Uh... What? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? That's not like, what I just saw. Was, I'm sure just so convinced that we were just being little shits and, like, trying to make up some shit. But, like, we're just like... It was very real to you. What? Excuse me? We both saw that, right? Like, we... 
They spoke to us and asked us to move. We tried to open the door again after they walked away when it didn't open. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I just, like... And there's, like... That was, like, my one experience at that school. Because, again, it was fucking ancient. But I remember... Because um, my mom also taught there, so I spent a lot of time there after school. So I'd go pester other teachers when I got tired of being in my mom's classroom. And, uh... I remember hanging out with like the after school teacher one time and she and I were bros. I'd go hang out with her and wait for my mom to finish or whatever and she and I would just hang out while we were, she's watching all the little kids. Um, and I remember like mom was there really late one day and so I just was hanging out with Miss Fig until like it like got dark and she had, had to wait for like the last kid to leave and then she was, I walked around with her turning off the lights around the building. Which, it's like spooky as hell being in your school when it's dark in general, but being in your school when it's a thousand years old. And it's dark. And it's dark. <laughs> and then on top of that, you're with this sweet little old woman that you hang out with all the time and you're like best bros and she's telling you about how, you know, sometimes when I'm hanging around here and I'm walking around and turning the lights off, I swear I could just hear kids running around upstairs. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she'd be like, yeah. It's happening several times. You know, I'll just be turning off the lights or just kind of uh, checking around, making sure everything's all, all put together. And I can just hear, I swear it's little kids running around because it sounds like they're laughing. <laughs> and I'll go up there thinking it's, you know, one of you guys. Because, you know, any number of the other kids' parents who worked there would also be there. And she, but I'll, I'll go upstairs and nobody's there. Sometimes I can hear them in the, in the stairwell, just laughing or chatting. And I go and look in there. There's nobody in there. And I'm oh like, God. what? <laughs> <laughs> or you what? The, um, like the after school classroom was like right next to the um, stairwell and there were um, doors at the top and bottom of the stairs and she was I remember t her telling me one time you know sometimes I'm sitting in here cleaning up the classroom before I go and I can hear the door open and close out there in the hallway and I'm thinking who's playing with the door out there what's going on is there like is there some kind of breeze coming through or whatever and I'll go out there it's nothing moving nobody's in there and I'll go back to the classroom and I can hear the door swinging open and close again and I'm like what is this place <laughs> and then not only that but like Miss Fig packing up to leave and then me having to walk back upstairs to my mom's classroom in the dark by myself going oh, please don't hurt me ghost <laughs> <laughs> just like picture you booking <laughs> in like <laughs> running up the stairs and running down the hall being like good thing grandma's not here to yell at me cause my grandma was the my grandma was one of those she would like help out with the class she was the copy lady oh boy <laughs> um because she didn't have a, she was retired you know so she'd just go and help out in the classrooms or whatever but she was like that lady who would yell at everybody for hanging out or for running in the hallways which is mm. <laughs> wild shit it's like when you when you're downstairs and you like turn off the lights and then you book it up and you're like oh fuck oh fuck running out of the basement like don't get me goblins <laughs> yeah until you graduate to become the goblin. Mm, yeah. Well, like, our basement is creepy. Like, it is. any, like, unfinished places, like, it's creepy. Yeah. It's it's better now with the walls, yeah. but it's... Our basement has always been creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, concrete floors and a cold setting, and it's, it's creepy. Yeah. It's very, very dark. Basements just be like that. Yeah. Well? Good spooky cast. Yeah. 
See, these ones just, they're going to have to be longer because we fucked up and didn't do the first week spooky. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Extra little... A little extra time. Just, just because. Just because. Just because. Do you have any hikes? I do not. I just have freezable fruit, fruit shapes. shapes. Why? Just because.